What's up, Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Warrior Movement Podcast. This is episode number 108. I'm wrapping up five lessons that we learned going from six figures a year to six figures in debt back to six figures plus again. And there's a lot of nuggets here, all about money, financial wisdom, things like that. Something I wish they taught in school, but they definitely don't. So you're going to want to hear this. But uh, what I'd love for you to do is if you have not yet already, subscribe and rate and review this. And I would really love if you're listening to this and know who you are. Um, screenshot this podcast and tag me on your Instagram stories. My Instagram is at James C. Zang, Z-H-E-N-G. Would love to connect with you and hear what's been standing out. But other than that, here's today's show. What's up, Wars? Welcome back. This is day number, I believe, 18 of uh, becoming a uh, sales and business pro. Uh, I'm in the middle of going over five lessons that I learned from going from a six-figure year business to six figures in debt and back to six-figure plus business as well. If you're watching this right now and it's on replay, put hashtag replay. Would love to know who's watching this and what's going on. Um, but today I am excited to share the final five lessons I've been going through. Okay. Um, if you've missed any of the other ones, feel free to catch it onto the podcast. On Facebook, I dropped the link in the caption. If it's on Instagram, check out my link tree. The Warrior Movement Podcast is in there. What's up, Lily? Great to see you. Yeah, as you're chiming in, drop a one in the chat. Would love to know who's all on and everything. And um, if you've been following me, I've been going over this journey of five major lessons so far. I know. We talked about how your self-worth is not equal to your net worth, for example. Um, we talked about how go go for exactly what you want, right? Go for exactly the goals that you're looking for. Um, we talked about getting a lot of help. Don't do it on your own. Get a lot of help. This is not a, a success in life and business. It's not a, a one-person show. It's, it's a teamwork type of a thing, you know? So we went over so many different lessons, but the final lesson is, I believe, so important, is a financial principle. You know, and I don't know if you've ever felt this way before, but when it came to money and finances and how to be wise with it, to be quite honest, I was always afraid of it because we're not taught about it, right? We're afraid of things we're not used to. We're afraid of things that we're not familiar with. And especially if you were like me, where you made financial mistakes, I had mistakes of thinking credit cards were just free money, for example, or especially when you go through financial hardship and when, especially when you go through um, financial troubles like what we went through. These types of situations can traumatize us. And it can actually, especially if you're an entrepreneur, it can actually really, really be a thorn in the side because it's this feeling of, well, if I make more than what it, what is it, 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 are my finances really going to be that strong or anything? Okay. So this final lesson is so key. And it starts with the dollar. The lesson is this know how to spend $1. Know how to spend one dollar, and I, 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 I'm taking this from Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn said, "Teach a child what to do with a dollar." It's an important to establish these principles day one, okay? Because what happened is when I didn't follow these rules, I did it all wrong, and when I did it all wrong, we ended up losing a lot of stuff. We ended up living a lifestyle we couldn't afford. A Bentley's cool, don't get me wrong. You know, Audi, Audi or eight's cool, don't get me wrong. But it's not fun when you can't afford it. All right? We had times we could afford it, we had times we couldn't. 
And it was because we didn't follow certain financial principles. I don't know if you've ever been through that before, when something that you own owns you. And that's when it gets really, really tough out there. So we went through this and we had to go through a financial fall. We had to sell a bunch of our toys. We had to go into a lot of debt. It went through, a, it, it, it caused so much mayhem in not just our relationship, not just in our business, but more so in our mindset. And as we started to put things back together and we started to establish some rules, it was so key to helping us to be able to build back up and actually be able to live with joy with the things that we had, all right? Now, before I get into this, I have to say this, is that money is not, it should not be tied to happiness or value or joy or anything. There is a secret to achievement and there's a secret to fulfillment. Fulfillment does not require money to feel fulfilled. There's some of the most poor people in the world, financially speaking, that are rich in spirit. So I'm not saying that money will make you happier necessarily, okay? I've been happy broke for sure. And I think that's a big secret in life to learn how to be happy when you have nothing financially as well too. But on the same token as well, Ed Milet says this, that he's been happy broke and happy rich. He's worth $400 million, right? Uh, happy rich is way better, all right? And I completely agree with that. Happy rich is way better so having a lot of money and knowing what to do with them, being wise with it is a very, very big key right there, you know? Lily, I'm glad you're seeing this. I'm, I hope this can really impact in everything, okay? So a couple of financial principles that we learned along the way that was able to help us to be able to move forward, okay? What's that? Well, number one is this, okay? And this is a spiritual principle. Is And I remember how tough it was when I was broke, when I couldn't afford my car payment, when it was really really tough and this was back back of the day i remember what happened was i had a choice between paying my car payment or doing what we call a tithe okay spiritual principle tithe is giving your first 10 percent away giving your first 10 percent that you earn away and i had trouble with that right in the church it's giving it to a tithe to the church Others, it could be giving to a charity or it's, it's, it's giving it away. Before I pay myself, before I pay anything else, before I pay my bills, I give it away. And I remember it was so tough for me to understand this principle because it's like, well, how can I give something away if I barely have enough to keep myself afloat, right? It's like, I'll give when I have more is the idea. And the truth of the matter is that's not the case. The truth of the matter is when you make more, if you weren't giving when you had a little, you're not going to give when you have a lot. And just a, a, a personal story of this. I had a BMW at the time. It was a 5 Series. It was super cool. Car payment was like eight fifty a month. Okay, It was owning me. And I remember what happened was I had a choice as I was understanding these principles to give 10% to a tithe, or I had just enough with that 10% to make my car payment. And I was caught in a jam, right? I was caught, I don't know if you, what you guys would do, like, to be honest, I'm like, I should just probably go pay my car payment, right? I ended up choosing, because I understood that there's a principle here, and I'll explain in a little bit. I ended up tithing, giving away the 10%. I didn't have enough to pay my car payment at the moment. 
And what ended up happening was there happened to be an incentive going on. My mentor was running a financial incentive. And that very same week, I happened to win that incentive. And it paid not just that 10% that I gave away, but it gave me more. So I was able to actually pay for that car payment and more. What's a spiritual principle? If you're spiritual, well, God's got her back. Right? If God created money and what he, he wants to bless his children, he wants us to trust him first. What's $100,000 to God? You know, what's a million dollars to God? Like, it's all small compared to what, how he sees things. Okay? He wants us to live a life of abundance. What's up, Alex? Great to see you, man. Also, what happens is this, on a more physical standpoint, on a more logical standpoint, on a scientific standpoint, if you're not spiritual, is that there is also a law of vibration. And understand that if you want to have more money in your life, money gets attracted to a vibration in ourselves where we have an abundant mindset. Have you noticed people with broke-mindedness, money doesn't go to their pockets? But money goes to the pockets of those that have an abundant mindset. They feel like we can always earn more, we can always give more. There's this gratitude, there's this, there's this massive amount of abundance going on. So what happens is when we give cheerfully, not, not in a scared or fearful stance, but in a cheerful way, we're like, I'm God. The world can use this. God can use this. The universe can use this. Boom, here you go. Do something amazing with it. And you're happy with that giving? You know what happens? God answers back like, boom, here you go. Money's attracted to those that have a vibration of high gratitude and high joy and high giving. It's a law of the universe. Law of reciprocity. When you give, you receive more back. Okay? So the number one principle is to give away your first 10%. Now, if you can't start at 10, start at one, start somewhere, give away. But the, the principle is the first X percent is not mine. And you know what it did as well too? It makes you start to expand your mindset to think, I need to be able to make more too. I can live on, I can do more, okay? So number one thing that I learned is to tithe the first 10%. I figured, Hey, if God's on my side, I think I need all of his help that we can get. You know, we were in a very desperate situation. So number one is that, you know, now it's automatic. Now, because we did it when we were absolutely broke, when we're making a lot, it's like we don't even think about it, right? The other day we cut a check, our first 10%. We're like, wow, I can't believe I just gave that much right there. But it's automatic. It's just, it's not mine. It's not mine. And we have an abundance mindset now. Okay? Number two. Number two, save the next 10%. Save the next 10%. Super, super important. Super, super important, okay? Establish these principles. And it's just like automatic what you do, okay? Now with the 10%, don't spend it, right? Just you're going to get used to living on a lower means at first. Because I was so used to living with my my eyeballs up to my bills, it's like I can barely squeeze anymore. That's the issue in itself, right? If our mindsets are so, 
so stuck on this is all I'm making and it's this desperate mindset and this desperate feeling, you know? So number two, when you, when you save the 10 and it's like, this is for me, pay myself next, pay myself next, okay? You get a little bit of win right there. How painful is it to just always only be paying the bills? It's such a painful, painful process. It feels like, have you ever felt like you're paying bills and it, they just never go away, you know? So make sure then to start to save 10% and whatever that you want to save it in, right? Preferably in something that can accrue some interest is awesome. There are many accounts out there that you can go out there and do. And also the savings, what it's meant for, it's meant for opportunities that you can actually use, investment opportunities, you know, plays. We're looking for ways to accrue money so that we can use it for other purposes. Okay, so number two is to save 10%. All right, use it for a rainy day, use it for opportunities more so. It's not meant to just sit there. See, money stagnant does nothing. Money must be utilized. But take a look at that and use it for certain opportunities, investments, um, uh, things like that. Okay. And then number three, invest the next 10% invest the next 10% in active investment or something that we can do with it. Okay, whether that's a stock that you're looking at or stocks you're looking at, whether that's a, we invest in, in certain things ourselves as well too. Okay, investing in your education, that's a great investment right there. All right, some type of investment that can start to accrue some interest because the value of compound interest over time. See, compounding is the most powerful thing. Einstein said, is that one of the most powerful forces in the world is compound interest. One dollar might not seem like a lot right now, but one dollar with some interest over and over and over and over and over again starts to become a lot. It's a long-term game, right? See, we didn't get into our financial situation overnight, so it's not gonna be overnight to get it out of it as well too, but start putting in little principles so you start moving into the right direction. Now, one caveat is here as well too, and I got this from our CFO. This CFO is used to running big billion dollar companies on Wall Street, so he's very good with money. So my question then was like, well, what do we invest in? Especially when we're in debt. And you know when he said this? He said, it's all about percentages. So let's say, for example, we have credit cards, credit card debt that's accruing interest. And those credit cards, the interest is pretty intense, all right? At least 15%, 20%, 25%. Think about numbers here. If you have two investment options here, one is you have a 10% return on something, okay? Maybe it's a stock, maybe it's an investment. The other is 15% of interest on a credit card. It's wiser to pay down the credit card first because 15% is greater than 10%. Compound interest works in the positive, but compound interest also works in the negative. All right, so pay down, if there is debt, the things that have the highest interest. It's a numbers game right there, okay? So pay down if the debt is higher, if a credit card super high, higher than your investment returns, then do the credit card first until the credit card is wiped away, all right? Or if your investment can have a bigger return, then that will make, it's just a numbers thing. So, so far we have tied the first 10% or give it away. Number two is save the next 10%, 
four opportunities, okay? And number three is invest 10%. Invest 10%. And you know what starts to happen immediately? You learn how to live off of 70%. Or you force yourself to be more ambitious and train yourself to live at a different standard. You see, we get what we, we don't get what we want, we get what our standards are. And if we're used to only thinking, how I used to think was, this is all we're making, how can I give more, save and invest if this is all we're making? Wrong mindset. When you start to implement these principles as laws, so now, for example, immediately, first thing we do every single week, we give away 10% automatically. We save 10% automatically. We're investing 10% automatic. It's just an automatic thing. Like we don't even think about it. And then we're automatically conditioned to live off the 70%. Okay. So with that, you expand. You might start to think, I need to earn more income. You might become more ambitious. You're like, how do I live off of that? Okay. It all starts from there. So if you implement these things, and these I just jacked from, if you know, Richest Man of Babylon, it's a great book. Jim Rohn quotes it a lot. This is exactly what they talk about. These simple, simple rules when it comes to finances. But know how to spend a dollar. Know how to spend a dollar. Okay? And then if I'm to give some last notes here. Well, James, that sounds great and everything, but what do I do to like, do I just have to forego enjoying life and things like that? Let me give one more financial principle as well too. When it comes to luxuries, when it comes to cool things that we don't need but we want, that watch that you want, that dinner that you want, that vacation that you want, something that you want. All right, you're welcome, Lily. Have principles for when you purchase things. Have principles for when you purchase things that you don't need but you want. For example, for us, um, I'll give you two principles, okay? One is this, is if it's something that I don't need but I want, like right now, I want a pair of new Ferragamo shoes, all right? Some new designer shoes. We have a conference coming up and uh, we can buy it, right? We have money, we can buy it, but it's the principle. And me and my wife, we had this discussion the other day. I found a good sale. I was about to pull the trigger and my wife reminded me, she said, James, what goal did you hit to get that? And I'm like, I wanted to buy it. I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm honestly a spender type of person, you know? But then we remembered, it's like, we need a runoff of principles. Our principles, we set a goal, we hit it, then we reward ourselves with that luxury. And I said, I didn't hit that goal yet, so I can't get it yet. Even though we can afford it, especially if we can't afford it yet, like even more so important. But why? Because money will continue to go to the hands of the person that could be responsible with it. So I'm not gonna lavishly just give it away. Okay. So for me, one principle is setting a goal and hitting that goal and then rewarding myself with whatever that it is. And let me give one last principle as well too. Okay. And this is for the bigger stuff, cars, you know, like more expensive items, stuff like that. And this is a Grant Cardone principle. This is a Robert Kiyosaki principle. And this is what got us into trouble and I hope can help others as well too. The biggest thing that got us into financial trouble was putting money into liabilities that were recurring bills, AKA cars. I love cars, don't get me wrong. I love fast things. 
Um, we've had many cool cars in our life. We've had two Audi R8s. We've had a Bentley. We've had a Tesla. We've had a lot of cool things. And I, I would not take that away. We're not, we're not reverse any decision. It was great while it lasted, you know, but they were liabilities. Okay. And there's nothing wrong about getting these except this. Okay. Before I was building a business to make money to afford these things. Then I learned from Grant Cardone. Then I learned from Robert Kiyosaki, especially if you're in business for those types of goals. This is my principle. Now use the business, earn income, invest the income wisely and from the passive returns off of those investments for example i want a ferrari right now okay my mentor is a really cool one it's been on my dream board i want it we can technically buy it but i'm not going to yet because my goal is we have an investment strategy with our business income that once the passive income from our investments can pay for that car payment of that Ferrari, then that's when I'll consider actually getting the Ferrari. If you want the toys, especially with the residual bills that are liabilities, then only buy the toy after you've made the proper investment that's giving you the passive income that can then pay for the toy. Basically with the toys, Use money that you know is going to come for sure, no matter what. Because I'm going to tell you this, business income, there's going to be great days and there's going to be bound days in any single business out there. Job income, same thing as well too. So principle of recurring bills of things that are liabilities or toys. Nothing wrong about toys. But have them paid for by passive investments that are easily paying for whatever payment that that is. Okay. So what's that doing for me? It's climbing my ambition. It's making me want to say, I want to earn more income because I want that, that toy at the end, but I want to do it responsibly. I'm telling you this. Okay. A couple of simple things here, right? We talked about being happy, rich and happy, broke, happy, rich is better, you know, but when you do proper financial principles, say, uh, it tied the first 10%, save the next 10%, invest the next 10%, live off the 70 and reward yourself with toys only when you hit goals and especially for the the things that are recurring payments is have passive income be able to participate with that we're looking at our goals right now mike we're getting closer we're getting closer i'm hoping within the year honestly like it's like all right i think we're gonna have enough passive income flow coming in we're like we can seriously consider getting a toy like what we want you know and i bring this up because we've had the toys and it owned us. The toy is not what you want. You want the joy from the toy. I guess that rhymes right there, you know? So to have joy, it's based off of how you set up your financial principles there, okay? You know what I realized? Is it harder? Yeah. Do you, have to, do you have to delay gratification? Yes. But you know what happens? Because you earned it and you built in some rules and you did it properly, when it comes, and you actually purchase or do whatever it is with your money, you have so much more joy in it because you know the work and the discipline it took to actually come into it. Rather than this, I can afford it. I, I can't really afford it, but I can buy it. I'll just get it anyway. It's not that fun, you know, just by itself. It's that journey, okay? So other than that, if this resonated with you, we'll love your comments below. 
share it onto your feed if there is anything that if you feel like man people got to hear about this that concludes our five lessons that we learned from going six figures a year to six figures in debt back to six figures plus again and i really really hope that in this five lesson series and miss it catch the podcast catch the previous lives and everything if you miss any of them definitely look but I really, really hope that these five principles impacted you because they were hard learning lessons. They were hard learning lessons. I wouldn't want anyone to go through the hardship that we went through. I'm grateful for the lessons though. And I hope that if it's planted into you, then it's going to be able to really start some fruit. You know, you got it guys. Appreciate you all. Other than that, I'm gonna continue on this series. So keep catching me live. I'll be live around this time every night. I think I have like five, four, four or five days left to this 21-day series that I'm doing, all right? Other than that, everyone, war is out.